So now, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the victory in Jesus. He is alive. We thank you, Lord, for your risen life. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your grace. We come today to celebrate. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us that we did not deserve. We thank you for salvation, for forgiveness, and we celebrate and we praise you. We thank you, Lord, for your living, indestructible life. As we stand before you now, we pray that you might look at our hearts, that you might see the motivations and that you might look into our minds and see what we are thinking about today. Lord, how I pray for all who are gathered in this room and those who are listening to us online, that their minds now may be changed and set in focus on heaven. May we think for a little while about the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for this time now. We thank you for the opportunity to continue and worship in your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, good morning. Good to see all of you who are here today. I'm Pastor Mike. We're honored to have you if you're a guest with us. And by the way, moms and dads with boys and girls, oh, the sweet sound of crying children. Don't worry about it. Don't, is that right, church? Amen. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And what a wonderful thing it is. Our church is filled with uh, boys and girls of all ages, and we're so delighted to have the opportunity to minister together. I asked you last week, and I begin by asking you again today, where is your mind today as you've come to church? There are many distractions in our lives today. The more you spend your time listening to the news, the greater your distractions. Perhaps you've, you've gotten some bad news today about your health or some condition or circumstance in your family. And so it's hard for you to maintain and focus a positive way of thinking, but I'm not asking you about positive thinking. I'm asking you about heavenly thinking. I'm asking you today to join me for just a little while, while we're in this building, in this short while, and think about heaven, and think about the reality of our living Lord Jesus Christ. All of us practice this in our own lives with our families. If your family member is on a trip and you miss them, you know they're still alive, even though they might be in uh, Connecticut or Texas or wherever they may be. Even if they're gone for an extended period of time, like some of our uh, people in our church, they have family members who serve in the military. They're not here in Dixon. They're not in this county. They're not at home, but they're still alive. And so there are ways that we have communication with them. And so let's set our minds on things above where Jesus Christ is seated. In fact, now that you're in Hebrews chapter 4, where we'll be looking today... We're going to read verses 14, 15, and 16, and this will help us set our minds on things above. You must discipline yourself to think about heavenly things. It is not natural for us as human beings to consider or think about heavenly things. We're so earthbound. We focus on the things in this world. We focus our lives on the things we have to do, our schedules and our priorities, and we do not think about heaven, but I submit to you, if you're saved today, you think a lot more about heaven than you do about this world. And the longer you love the Lord Jesus and the longer you walk with God, the more you think about heavenly things rather than earthly things. So we read now together Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. This will be our focus today, but we'll also be looking in the days ahead at verses 15 and 16. 
Hebrews 4.14, Therefore, Paul is writing to these Jewish Christians and to others who were making a profession that they were Christians, but they were about to quit. They weren't really sure that they were going to continue to believe in Jesus Christ. They weren't saved, but they were considering it. Therefore, since we, that is Christians, he's writing to believers, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us, Christians, draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. And in these short moments together, Transform our minds from the old ways of thinking and help us to truly learn how to think with heavenly mindedness and Christ mindedness. And may you help us in this moment just for our spirits to be calmed by the Holy Spirit. And may the Holy Spirit of God, as we honor and glorify the Lord Jesus, have his way among all those who are hearing today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, our focus today is this. This will be my, my comments will come around this focal truth. That Jesus Christ, our great high priest, is in heaven, alive today in heaven. Therefore, believers on the earth maintain a lifelong commitment and confident confession of Jesus as our Lord. So I'm confessing here in all of my life, whatever my circumstances, look, you don't know you don't know. We think about these blessed, these wonderful children up here before us. Oh, life all ahead of them. We have no idea what, what, what they will face in their lives. And you have no idea what their moms and dads, their, the grandparents who are here, great-grandparents. I have no idea what I will face in the remainder of my life. You do not in yours. But here we are on the earth. So what do I do on the earth? What do I do as a believer on the earth? Well, I confess Jesus as Lord, and I live with confidence that Jesus Christ is alive and is my Lord and great King Priest in heaven, my Savior, and He's coming again. That's the way I live my life. And those who know Jesus Christ, that's what we do. Listen, what you believe is what you confess. That's what comes out of your mouth. And what you confess is what you believe. That's why we read these words, therefore, since we have, we who are believers in Jesus Christ have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us who are believers here, who have our great high priest in heaven, let us hold fast our confession. I confess what I believe. <clears throat> it is very true that you can read someone's mind if you listen carefully to what they say. You can read their mind. The Lord Jesus said, out of the abundance of our heart, out of the abundance of our mind, our mouth speaks. We talk about what fills our minds. We talk about the things that we focus on. If you're listening to your friend and all they talk about is regret and misery, <clears throat> sadness, unhappiness, fear, 
loneliness, bitterness, anger. Well, you know where they're thinking. You know where their minds are set. But oh, in a world filled with people living in sadness and misery. Listen, the world needs to hear the words of people like you and me who know Jesus, whose minds are set on heaven. And the wonderful things that come from our mouths because we have a living Savior who is seated in heaven as our high priest. I'm saying these things to you these days and in the days ahead because listen to me. You're going to need these words one of these days in your life. You might not think right now you need these words. So Pastor Mike, why are we talking about the high priesthood of the Lord Jesus? Because you need this. Because you need this in your life. This will help you know how to pray. This will help you know how to glorify God. This will help you know how to worship. This will help you know how to set your mind on things that matter rather, on the, rather than on the things that don't matter in our lives. So there are three observations from verse 14 that I want us to look at just for a moment briefly together. Number one. We read these words in verse 14. This phrase. Therefore since we have... A great high priest. Number one, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I give glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. I am unashamed to say, standing before you, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And I will be to the end of my life, no matter what happens to me. Jesus Christ is the Son of God, living in heaven. He is the greatest high priest of all high priests. Number two, Jesus Christ, the believer's great high priest. He is only a high priest to those in this room and those listening to my voice who know the Lord Jesus Christ. If, he is, if you are not saved, He is your judge. He is the Savior of the world for those who will believe in Him and come to trust Him. But right now, if you are without Jesus Christ in your life, you're under the judgment of God. And you will face Jesus Christ as judge if you will not believe. He is high priest, praise God, to his people. Jesus Christ is the believer's great high priest. That's why it says, we have, we have a great high priest. But notice, he has ascended, he has ascended forever into the heaven of heavens. And I want to speak about that in a moment. It says in verse 14, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, and then we come to the last thing that I want us to see this morning for just a few minutes together, and it's this, that Jesus Christ, the believer's great high priest who is alive in heaven, produces something in me and in you who are believers. When I know that Jesus Christ is alive and I have set my confidence in that fact and I've believed by faith based on the eyewitnesses of the resurrection of Jesus who saw him ascend into heaven, Jesus Christ who is alive in a glorious place, the heaven of heavens, alive today, that produces in me and in believers a confident confession of Him while I'm on the earth. And I confess Him this way, listen, all the days of my life. One of the surest signs that you are saved is that you continue, you endure in confessing Jesus as your Lord to the end of your life, whatever happens to you. 
And we'll say something about that in just a moment. First of all, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the greatest high priest of all the high priests. Oh, we don't understand this. The majority of us are Jewish, excuse me, Gentiles, not Jewish in here. But there was this great high priest, Aaron, the brother of Moses. Even when Aaron went about his work, he wore a different kind of clothing. He wore the high priest's clothing. There when he came on the day of atonement with that blood from the bulls and, and the rams and they carried out their work. But then he brought that, that blood of the lamb in for Passover. He stood there before the people with all of his priestly robes on with, with that crown on his head that said, Holy to the Lord. And with those bells tingling at the bottom of his robe and the ephod on his breast with all the stones laboring all the tribes of Israel. And he went into that, he went into that tent there in that holy of holies and there was the glory of God and he represented God's people there. Oh, Aaron was a great one. Aaron was the greatest of the high priests, but we have one who is a greater high priest than Aaron. His was an earthly ministry. The Lord Jesus' ministry is a heavenly ministry. It is an eternal ministry. It is one that is more powerful and excellent. It is one based upon a better name. We see it here. It is Jesus, the Son of God. He was the sacrifice of sin and He was the sacrificer of the sin. He brought it all before God. He was appointed as a king priest from another order, not the tribe of Levite, but the order of Melchizedek and His great priesthood continues forever and ever. These are matters that every believer in this room must learn to meditate on, think about. You must think more about the Lord Jesus Christ every day of your life as you live in this world. The more we live for the, for the Lord Jesus, the more we confess Him as Lord, the more we confess Him as our Savior and our High Priest and our King and our mediator, and the one who saves us, the one who is merciful to us, the one who is faithful to us, the better off we are. So today we are like those who sing the song, and we've sung it here many times. There is no one higher. There is no one greater than our God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our he is our great high priest. His ministry is a ministry of great mercy. His ministry is a great a ministry of faithfulness. We read it last week in Hebrews 2.17. He had to be made like his brethren in all things so that he might become a merciful and faithful high, thing, high priest in things pertaining to God. He is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. So what's your condition today as you sit here in this building? What is your condition? Are you in a, are you in a condition of unbelief? Are you one of those who does not believe? Are you one of those who will not believe the truth of God's word? Well, in Hebrews 3.12, we read these warning words, take care that there be not any one of you with an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. You see, if you're living in unbelief, you don't believe all of this that I'm up here talking about today. You reject Jesus Christ and His claims to be the Savior of the world and the Lord of the world. 
You reject the fact that he was raised from the dead. You reject all of the evidence. You reject all the eyewitnesses. You, re re you reject it all. Then you have an evil heart of unbelief. You're living in sin. You're living in unbelief. And you're under, as I said before, the judgment of God. And that's a very dangerous place for you to be. Because you do not know how long you'll live. And if you live and die in your unbelief, then you face judgment from God and separation from Him forever. This becomes a very important matter for all of us in this room. I'm not standing here to give you theory. I'm not standing here to give you a good idea. You know, people don't die for good ideas. People don't die. People don't stand their ground and confess if they just have a good idea or some thoughts. These things I'm speaking to you about the living Lord Jesus Christ are about the one who lived and who died and rose from the dead and ascended to heaven. We must be willing to live and die for confessing Jesus as Lord. And through the last 2,000 years, many in the church have stood and died confessing Jesus as Lord. I wonder what the American church would do in such a condition as that. So Jesus Christ is the greatest high priest of all. When you bow to pray, you pray in the name of Jesus. It's all in the name of Jesus. He is the one who makes the way clear for you and I to be able to pray and for us to have an understanding of His Word. He sent the Holy Spirit. Number two, Jesus Christ is the believer's great high priest and He ascended to heaven to the heaven of heavens forever. Please, please read with me these shocking words that, that the modern world has a lot of problems with. Now, I went to school like you did. Boys and girls, you must learn your lessons at school. It's important to learn your lessons about science and all the things that we learn about gravity and how the planets rotate and all the things about the heavens and the galaxies. And you can see now we're blessed to live in a time where there are very powerful telescopes that show us the vastness, the vastness of the heavens. The heavens are declaring the glory of God. All of the created order created by God through the Lord Jesus Christ stand as an evidence of His glory. But I want to read you shocking words Words that shock the modern man. Verse 14, Therefore, since we have a great high priest, wait a minute, who passed through the heavens. He did not leave earth with a specially equipped space suit. He did not board a specially equipped heavenly spaceship. He ascended from this planet off of the ground bodily, physically, fully a man with a glorified body out of the sight of the disciples until finally the angels had to come and say, why are you looking in the sky? This one who is gone in this way is going to come again in the same way. You see, I'm speaking to you about something astounding here. When the Lord Jesus ascended in time, historically on the day of His ascension, after His resurrection, after 40 days in this world, He ascended into, notice what the Word of God says, through the heavens, into the heaven of heavens. He passed beyond time and space. And what I'm submitting to you today is this, set your mind now in heaven. Set your mind now in heaven. 
This is beyond belief. This is beyond what the world will say. This is beyond scientific understanding. This is miraculous. This is supernatural. This is only what God can do. He passed through all of what we know as the created order of the heavens, all of those layers into something, into a place beyond time and space. That's right. No longer limited by time and space. No longer today. The Lord Jesus is in that glorious place that is called the heaven of heavens. Just quickly, let me read these words to you. You can follow along or just listen. Hebrews 1.3 He now sits down at the right hand of the majesty on high. In chapter 6, verse number 20, Jesus has entered as a forerunner for us, having become high priest forever. He's entered into that glorious place beyond time and space. Chapter 8, verse 1, we have such a priest, high priest who has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heavens beyond time and space. Chapter 9, verse 24, Christ did not enter a holy place made with hands. No, no, it's beyond time and space. He entered into heaven now to appear in the presence of God for us. Oh, boys and girls, never forget what Pastor Mike is saying to you. Never forget it all the days of your life. The Lord Jesus Christ is alive. He is alive and he is doing his work as high priest and Lord King in a place beyond time and space. And soon one day, very quickly, he will enter again into time and space. He will come here again and he will rectify the things that still are destroyed by Satan and sin in this world. But for now, he is in that place beyond time and space, and yet he has his heart, his heart and his ears set to hear what Christians have to say to him. He hears from a place beyond time and space from those who live in time and space. This is your glorious Lord Jesus. This is why we bow. This is why we submit our lives to Him. This is why we surrender all to Him and call Him Lord. He is, as we read here, the one who passed through the heavens. Jesus, Jesus, the one who was born to Mary in that cradle, in that stall with the cows and the stink and the stench of the barn. This Jesus, Yeshua, the Son of God, He shall save His people from their sin. When Paul puts Jesus, Son of God here, he reminds us that the Lord Jesus has now, He has now ascended as fully human, Jesus, and fully God, the only begotten Son of God. There is much in that I would love to talk about, but I do not have time. But in His ascension, let me remind you, there's so much that the Word of God says about what happened spiritually when Jesus Christ ascended. When He ascended, death and the devil were taken captive forever. When He ascended, He destroyed and spoiled the devil's plans. When He ascended, He ascended above time and space, as I've said, and now He fills all things. Ephesians chapter 4. When He ascended on His way out of this world, we read in Luke that He blessed the disciples. And that blessing passed to all of us who are believers today. And you know what the blessing is? It's the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life and mine on this earth. While 
While the Lord is alive beyond time and space, He is our great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. We have the Holy Spirit of God in us, and now He has given gifts to us, and those spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit are for us to use in sharing the gospel with other people. So what do we do with all this? Verse 14, hold on to your confession. So it's easy for us to sometimes lose things that belong to us that we need to hold on to, don't we? Hold fast. This word is used over and over in the book of Hebrews. It is a word that means hold on to it tightly. Hold on to it tightly. So what is he saying here? He's saying this, my friends. If you're saved, you will confess Jesus Christ to the very last breath on earth. Only the saved will continue to confess Jesus as Lord until they die. Did you hear me? I didn't say. A lot of people go to church and say they're saved. A lot of people come forward and make what is a religious decision. They have, they have religious affections. They get emotional about it. People have told me, well, Pastor Mike, I just had a feeling. I said, well, what kind of a feeling did you have? You see, feelings don't last. Faith lasts. Faith lasts. Are you listening to Pastor Mike? When you don't feel it anymore, you still believe it. That's what you do. You believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You believe when you get the worst news of your life. And for some of you, it hasn't come yet. When you experience the most horrible thing that can happen, let me tell you something. If you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, life and the devil and the world and trials will rip your confession for Jesus right out of your mouth. You'll not confess Jesus anymore. You'll curse. That's what you'll do. That's what you'll do. Why do some who used to walk with us not walk with us anymore? Why do some who used to worship with us not worship with us anymore? Why is it that, is it because of somebody they don't like? Is it because they have some, they're shopping church like they go to Walmart? Or what is the cause? Oh, could it be that some have had religious feelings, but they do not have true faith in Jesus Christ? I submit to you these words are very strong, but they're very important for us to hear. We read these words in Hebrews chapter number three. They're very clear. And I want to read them to you in verse number six. Christ was faithful as a son over his house, whose house we are. If we hold fast our confidence and our boast of hope firm until the end. You see, I'll know that I'm saved by grace and by this salvation in Jesus Christ that is eternal because I will live for him for the rest of my life. We will endure we will endure it. You see, it's easy if you're not careful to lose a confession if you're not really saved or to forget about it or neglect it for somebody to rob it from you. Well, you get, you get started on other things. You used to love Jesus. You used to love your Bible. You used to have a warm heart for God. But now you're just kind of cold hearted and you don't really even think about God anymore. But, oh, but bless God, Pastor Mike, I'm saved. Are you? You are? So as a saved person, you never think about the Lord? 
So as a saved person, you never pray. So as a saved person, you don't care about being with God's people. So as a saved person, you don't have any spiritual desires in your life or you need to look very carefully at what you're calling being saved. You see, this is what the Word of God is warning us about here. This is what God's Word is saying to us. Let us hold fast our confession because the world will rip away the false confession of those who do not know Jesus Christ. Hebrews 3.14 We have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. Where will you be in the next few years of your life when everything else may have fallen apart? It's a good season for you now, but you might have a rough patch coming. What will you say about the Lord Jesus Christ then? Will you say, well, you know, it seems like a fellow said to me one time in the hospital, well, it looks like God's just, looks like I've, the dice I've rolled, I've just rolled snake eyes, Pastor Mike. You've rolled snake eyes. You believe in luck more than you believe in God. You believe, you believe in happenstance, you believe in others, you believe in the world system and technology, and you do not believe in the Lord. Well, I only remind you today of this, that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you will hold on to your confession and you will hold it to the bitter end. So what do we remember today as we leave? First of all, I've said it repeatedly, believer, the believer's great high priest is the greatest of all high priests. When you bow, you speak to the one who is the great one. The greatest of all. You bow and you speak to the Lord Jesus Christ, the great one. He is great. He is great in His mercy. He is great in His faithfulness. He is great in His love. He is great to save. He is great to hear. He is the great one. He is the one who has provided the greatest of all sacrifices. One final sacrifice so that we might be saved. The Lord Jesus ascended to heaven. We have not thought about it. Your pastor needs to take us back. We need to walk more carefully in the days ahead and think back through with deep thought the glory of the ascension of Jesus Christ. It is because of His glory and His ascension that you and I can live in glory and victory on this miserable earth. So we confess our faith in all of our circumstances to the Lord. This week, you might be in a really hard place and it might be your chance to give glory to God by confessing that you believe in Jesus Christ in the midst of your hard circumstances. You know, it's easy to say I'm a follower of Jesus and winds at your back. Everything seems to be falling out for you. You're having good fortune. It's really hard to say Jesus is Lord and give glory to God when it's all a big mess. But perhaps that's what the Lord is putting you through so that others will hear you say, here's my confession. Jesus is Lord no matter what happens in my life. Keep confessing Him as your Lord and High Priest regardless of your life condition. Give thanks to the Lord for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. To the praise of the glory of His grace, the Lord is near to the door. I so, so sense this in my life. I say it to you to remind you of the urgency. The Lord is near to the door. He's nearer to the door to come back again today than He was the last time we gathered in this place. He is near to the door every day. His approach is nearer. He is near to the door and we pray, come Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus.